Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. That's a little bit of Jerry McKinney on the Hammond B3 organ. Man, that's in stereo recording. That was pretty cool. Okay, everybody, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off today's marathon. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. We're going to do uh, four shows back-to-back. we got this hour. We're going to kick off with Pastor Elvis Newhart, and he's coming to you from Lower Saxony, Germany. Brother Elvis, welcome back, my friend. Hey, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Could you tell last week? Absolutely, <laughs> brother Elvis has been ready for a week. <laughs> man, I was so I was I was so ready to go with this, Shannon. I showed up like a week ahead of time. Now that's excitement for the Lord, right there. Yeah. I tell you, Amen to that. How you been? Um, and um, brother Elvis, uh, there may be some that are tuning in for the first time. Tell us about the Elvis Newhart Network. Hey folks, yeah, this is uh, well. We're on uh, the Elvis Newhart Network. That's where you can reach us on uh, YouTube. Is look up uh, the Elvis Newhart Network or the Church on a Thousand Hills. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. We do a lot of broadcast. We broadcast live. We still are. We're still. We've survived uh, YouTube up till now. 
and we've had a, a few uh, rough patches. Uh, and then we also have two Rumble channels, but you can find us on rumble.com forward slash ENN. You should be listening to ENN instead of CNN. And we also have a BitChute uh, channel there, too. So we've got a lot of, lot of stuff out there. And uh, so anyway, that's what we do here. And we have a church here in Lower Saxony. And we broadcast around the world on Sunday mornings, 1130 Germany time, 530 East Coast time. And uh, we have a good time doing it. All right. Excellent. Folks, uh, check that out. Tune into the podcast and um, live video streams that Brother Elvis has there. And we're excited to be back with you. Would you like to open us in prayer, my friend? Amen. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this marathon, Father. Lord, we just cover all of this with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And, Father, we bind up all voice. We bind up everything that would come against the equipment or the speakers in Jesus' mighty name. We just pray, Lord, that it would help to get your true word out there, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Lord, we just pray this. And Satan, we put you on notice. We bind you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your workers. And as soon as we mention you or any of your cohorts or whatever, you must leave in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we break off all deception in Jesus' name, and we loose the spirit of truth to go before us. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, amen and amen. Amen to that, my friend. Take it away. Wow. Well, thank you, Shannon. Great to be here. Like I said, folks, I was here a week early. Uh, today, uh, for me, this is what we're going to call a doubleheader Taco Tuesday. Uh, we have Tuesdays with Elvis that's going to broadcast tonight at 2 o'clock Eastern time on the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube. But we're going to have a great time here today. And Shannon, I'd like to catch us up on where we've been. We've had a whole series of messages on uh, it started off in the book of Job, chapter 38, and there's all these things where uh, it really caught my interest on Job goes, well, can you do this and can you do that and how about this and how about that? And to make a long story very short, uh, we had some great messages on uh, um, how science finally caught up to the Bible because people science is always catching up to the Bible. And it was, like, incredible. And there were things that were, you know, there's basically things that are older than the book of Job. And they would, God would talk about it in the book of Job. And it, these wouldn't be found until the 1600s, 1700s. Some of this stuff was not discovered or even known how it works until the 1960s and 1970s. And, folks, we're talking about thousands of years. You know, we're talking close to three, 4,000 years. And so it's always great on how God's Word uh, continually gets proven true. Uh, I know science and humanism and communism and atheism and the spirit of antichrist wants to wipe that all out but i think it's really great and it's just like how god keeps coming back and confirming his word we had another message on biblical archaeology and uh, which is another thing and the the direction i came from on the uh, message on biblical archaeology was was you know not all not focused in israel and see, because they really wanted to hide that or really just kind of wipe it out, uh, there's actually people out there that say David ne never existed, Israel never existed, 
they, they want to tell you the Bible is just a book full of uh, made-up stories and fairy tales. Well, the problem is, is they, they focus so much on Israel and wiping out that and, and also in Egypt. But the thing is this, is that there were countries and there were places that were all around Israel and had dealings with Israel, whether that was war, whether that was peace, whether that was whatever. And you know what they found from all of that that they couldn't hide, and it keeps coming up at the most convenient of times, is you know references back to Israel and Judah and uh, a, a, king, a, a king named David. And then there was this all-wise king named Solomon and, and and it's all there and it's great to show but we don't hear that a lot uh, I know there's a lot of great uh, great people people that have really studied that and put up things on YouTube or, or written books but it is out there and it's great because it gives good answers and good testimony so but what I want to go back to as well is you know we did all that but there's an interesting thing in the book of Job and I have studied this for years, decades, and I've had this, and I even dug out my old Bible, my old notes when I was going through this, and it's so comforting when God can really open up even new stuff to you and also show you a bit more of what's going on. Uh, there's two great messages, you know, where did, all the, where did all the fresh stuff come from, fresh anointing, you know, ladder stuff and everything else. And you know I'm I'm all for it when there's new stuff, a new work of God. I think I think it's so interesting that God is bringing up all the old stuff and saying, "Oh, my word's not true, my people aren't true." Well, he, here's a real thing. I mean, Shannon, they're they're, fi they're finding rings of uh, uh, Joseph in Egypt, you know, sig signet rings from that, and all the other characters, and and then they sit there and go, "Well, we don't really know who the Pharaoh was at the time of Moses and everything," and uh, that. that Again, that's a bunch of malarkey too, because you know they they have found rings of Ramses the uh, second, where he had a number two guy that was taking care of food, and it's just more and more and more people. So we can get excited about that. But the thing is, I want to go back today, and I want to just do a really quick recap of uh, what's going on in Job and what it shows to us. And, uh, you know, my I and, and a bunch of our listeners have really profited from this, and it's really helped people get free from some stuff and some bondage. And, you know, we as people, we always want the new thing. We want the new smartphone, the new computer. We, you know, we want the newest clothes or car or whatever. And, you know, the enemy knows that too. It's, it's not wrong to want that stuff, but what happens is, is that when it comes into something, you know, a, a lot of times when companies come out and say, we have a new and improved product, it's not even new. They just change the packaging on the outside. And what we're going to see is when we look in the book of Job today and, and see some of this, uh, we're going to see some stuff that was probably sold to us as new and fresh and exciting, you know, and uh, and really, if you know the book of Job, you realize that some of this stuff is actually older than the book of Job. So let's get right into it. Now, we know the story of Job, right? And uh, so God and Satan, uh, God summoned Satan up. All, uh, they all had to come and report to God. Notice that. God asked God asked Lucifer, God asked Satan where, he, where he's been. And Satan replies, hey, I've been walking to and fro on the earth. And so right away, there we say, hey, we see that Satan is on the earth. Remember, remember Lucifer and, and one-third of the hosts of hell, they were cast down to earth. You read that in the Bible. And so 
Long story short, there this this challenge pumps up, pumps up. Hey, I I have a righteous ser- servant named Job. Uh, in the beginning of the book of Job, we see all the things that he does, all the works that he does, even praying for his kids every morning because maybe the kids sinned and didn't even realize it. So Job Job was basically covering all the bases. Well. So the first challenge comes up, and Satan goes and destroys and touches. All the kids are killed in a bad accident. Uh, you know, his livelihood, his cattle, everything is taken away. So Job's possessions are taken away. But still, Job says, you know what? Naked I came into this world. Naked I'm going out of this world. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord, which was a great victory for God. Uh, but then the devil said, well, yeah, but you know what? You've built up this hedge around him. You, you've got all this stuff. He says, but you know what? Uh, a man will give all of his possessions for his health, is what the devil said. And, you know, that that's even true to this day. There are people who, uh, you know, they get great things of wealth. Uh, they get a lot of money, but then they get sick and they end up spending all their spending all of their money, uh, you know, just trying to recover their health. So for health and everything, a man will give everything. And so then God said, okay, well, you can touch him, but you can't kill him. You can't kill Job. None of these little accidents like with the kids. You can't do it. And so we see that, you know, so right after the possessions, the devil came down and touched health. And that's people, that's where we need to keep our eyes open too because, yes, the enemy likes to touch our possessions, right? Steal, kill, and destroy. And he likes to come come after our health. That's why Jesus gave us deliverance and healing and restoration in Jesus' name. So they find out, so Job's health, we we read Job's health gets uh, struck, his wife just tells him to curse God and die, Uh, and then three of his friends, three of Job's friends come, and they want to comfort him, and they want to comfort him, but when they get there, they are so shocked at what Job's life has become and what Job's condition is they sit there for a week. People, they sat there for seven days a night, and they didn't say a word, right? They didn't say a word. So it's like, you know, hey, I'm really glad. And so it's great. It's great. You, you know, it's good to have friends like that in a really bad time. Uh, but he was so bad. The friends were so shocked, and they were speechless. And then it comes. And so to make a long story very short, um, uh, a long story uh, really short comes up. Then the friends starts. Then the friends start speaking. Now, Job's friends. I want to say again, they they came from three different directions, and what we're going to see here too is that they have they sprinkle what they say with you know they they throw they throw in some of the right words, but then the spirit gets out of the way, right? And I, I want to mention this here too. One thing with Job's friends is they came they came out from three different three different directions, but you're also going to see that the, you know if you look at it and take time. It's three different. It's three different religions that they're advising to, uh, to 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 Job. But we sit here and go, well, how can they be different religions, right? How can they be different religions, right? Because we they use the word God, and it's all God, right? You know, hey, God's God, Allah's God, this other guy's God, right? You know, Jesus is a great prophet. You know, it's all the same, and so we we see a little bit here, and. And what they do is right away, they come up, and I'm going to get to it in a second here, but, you know, like Eliphaz believes the innocent do not suffer. And that's what all three of them, there was a real root of that, 
that you know the righteous do not suffer this is why this is happening each one of them through all their speeches right they come and go job here's what you did wrong this is why this is happening you're in trouble with god you must have done something wrong and oh by the way here is the solution now what we see here is is that their solutions are wrong but you can go through, you can read through these chapters. Okay, Job's friends, uh, they spend the next 27 chapters tormenting Job. Okay, 27 chapters, with at least 27 chapters, really tormenting Job. And, you know, we've got Eliphaz, the Temite. Uh, we got the other, we've got a Bildad, and we've got a, a, a Zohar. Uh, they're all out there doing this. And the thing is, uh, you know, they're wrong with what they say. Now, how do we know that they're wrong? It's like, come on, Elvis. And what happens is, is some people read down into this. They read this, and I've heard people quote the book of Job. I I have not touched the book of Job for the longest time because I never wanted to uh, preach from one of these guys or think I was shot. But way back when, when I started looking into this, there were there were parts of there were parts of Job's friends. I would read that and I'd be like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. And I'm going to say it this way here too because. Somehow these have, they snuck back into theology, they snuck back into church and teaching, and it gets preached to people. And that's why you can read Eliphaz right here out of the beginning. We're going to be in chapter four for those that have their Bibles, uh, have their Bibles out. We're, we're in Job chapter four. You'll read this and you'll go, well, yeah. And the reason is, is you've been taught of that. And number one, probably transfer of spirits. And if there's not a transfer of spirits, there are some things we get bewitched by, especially when something is preached out of these guys. So let's go forward here. Now, I'm sorry. How do we know they're wrong again? Well, what happens is, is you can read Job chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. You read this in the end of the book, at the end of the book, where God's coming down in a God comes down in a whirlwind, and He's ready to deal with this guys. And and in the Bible it says, "I'm ready to deal with you according to your folly." Okay, that means close to dead. Okay, and so there. And so anyway, but that's the end of the book. There, that's one thing: vanity, folly. Um, what uh, what is it here too? Um, vanity, folly, and all through the Bible, all through the rest of the book, we read about this where Job goes, you know what, you're all miserable uh, miserable comforters. Okay, why are you breaking me apart with your words? Why are you speaking vanity? That's all the way through here. And, you know, what, and so one thing, we had some listeners too, uh, we had some listeners, and this is, wow, thank, praise God for their honesty. They were like, oh my Lord, I, I, I pray this verse every night before I go to bed, or I claim this verse, or I do this verse. And let's go forward and look at this a little bit. So number one thing I would recommend, if you want to take one thing out of this people really quickly, is I, I would really recommend go find Eliphaz and Zohar and Bildad, and or, or just go through, and, and it's always at the beginning of each chapter in the book of Job, who is speaking, and highlight that. Okay, you can do it in different colors for each guy. You can do it however you want to, but highlight that because then you will know who is speaking, and then and, and then when you do that, you'll realize what they're overlapping, over, overlapping, chapter after chapter. And you know what? Uh, there is some, you're going to read a lot of stuff that's older than the Book of Job, but it's being repackaged as fresh and 
fresh bread, fresh manna, fresh rain, something falling from the sky. What are we talking about? Well, number one, let's go to, let's go to Job chapter four. And what I'm going to do, people, today, because of time and everything, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to hit some of the highlights, but I would like to invite you to go and listen to our, our complete messages on this. I did a, at least two messages, right? And, uh, and they're right there. They're up at the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube. Go ahead, check it out, listen to it, leave a comment. Okay, write an email. You know, uh, that, that happened one of our, to, to one of our listeners. You know, he was like, well, I kind of think this and this. And, 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 and then he's like, well, you know what? I'm curious now. I want to go back and study this. And then he came back again and goes, oh, my Lord, I noticed all this stuff here, too. Um, I am an ex-Mormon, and a lot of what, what these guys are being taught also in the Mormon religion. Let's go on. Number one. Uh, in Job chapter 4, we see Eliphaz starts off, he believes the innocent do not suffer, and the first thing he comes out with in the beginning of chapter 4 is, he said, you know, Job, you've instructed many people, and you've, you've strengthened the weak hands of many people, why can't you do it, do it yourself? It's almost like that. It's almost like that quote, quote of physician, heal yourself. That's that's what they that's what they said to Jesus too, right? They said, "Well, heal yourself. Take yourself off that cross." And so the thing is here, but it starts right off with mockery. Thank you, friends. And it's and Eliphaz even said it in verse five. But now, but now you know all this troubles come upon you. Yeah, and now you faint, and now it touches you, and you're troubled. Right? Is this your hope? Is this your religion? And, hey, and Christians still hear this today. They pray for people, they trust in Jesus, and then something happens. Something happens to them, their finances, their marriage, their kids and everything. And then people turn around and go, wait a minute, I thought you were a Christian. I thought you were praying for all these people. I thought God was mighty. Why isn't that all taken care of? And you see right now, and that is one of your first things, because right off the bat, he starts off with that, and you go, uh-oh. Okay, now, the other thing is this here, too, is if you go down to uh, verse 12 and just start reading down, what you're going to find is, uh, what you're going to find is, is uh, a couple things here. Uh, number one, they start talking about revelation knowledge, okay? Revelation knowledge. Well, all this is going to be revealed to you people. You know, it's going to be revealed, but now, and then he goes, well, let me tell you about mine. And then what Eliphaz does is he talks about this secret wisdom. Where did he go? Uh, where where did he receive this secret vision, uh, this secret wisdom? And he says, well, in verse 12, he says, well, now a thing was secretly brought to me. Okay, and you know what? What was Jesus saying in the, in, in the rooftops? Man, if you've got something, you know, a, 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 a city is not hit on a hill, don't hide your candle under a basket. You know, whatever you hear, go preach on the rooftops. You see, that was with Jesus. Oh, but he got something secret here. Okay. And where did he get that? And what happened? Deep in the night in dreams and visions. Okay. This should be a wake-up call. Right? Verse 13. In thoughts from the visions of the night when deep sleep falls on men. Verse 14. Fear came upon me and trembling and it made all my bones to shake. Okay, and here's the kicker, verse 15. Then a spirit passed before my face, the hair of my flesh stood up. Okay, sound like a horror movie up to now, but this is the one that gave him all this secret wisdom, right? Demonic wisdom. Yes, the demons do do that, right? And how things are just revealed and revelation knowledge. And I'm sorry, I was in Switzerland preaching one time too, and I was, uh, I was slightly rebuked where someone says, Elvis, you go Bible, 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 
uh, but we need to uh, we need to uh, to to we need to focus more on revelation knowledge and the new fresh whatever stuff. And you know what? You read these chapters in the book of Job, you'll find out that all this new rich whatever stuff is older than the book of Job. Okay, that's just one here. Okay, and that's ver- verse twelve through twenty one. Please, please, I invite you to go and watch our watch the message. On, uh, on the Elvis Newhart Network, because I, I show the Bible verses, we show pictures, we explain this more. But let's keep going on, because there's a lot of good stuff that, uh, that happens in here. Now, we're going to go ahead, and in verse 4, where are we at here? I, I think I skipped a little ahead, but that's okay, too. That helps us out. And uh, there you go. They also call Job foolish. And so let's go on. Let's, let's take a little peek at Bildad, right? Now, we're going to go all the way up. <laughs> Excuse me. Please, let's go all the way. Uh, let's go all the way up and over, and let's go to Bildad. And we have Bildad's first speech. So, if you want to right now, go right there and just ha- it says then answered Bildad. Go ahead, first line in there. Uh, go ahead and highlight that. Right? Why? Because then you know who is speaking at the beginning of this chapter. Sometimes we use. Uh, sometimes a lot of times, or a lot of people, they'll use computers. Praise God. Uh, you know they, they've put they've put. You know, Strong's Concordance, they have concordances on their computers. You can go to uh, a, a Bible Hub. You can go all the, to all these promises, right? And then you go and you search for certain words on the computer, and a Bible verse comes up. But now remember, people, they don't tell you who's talking at this moment, and you can go, aha, wow, here's an interesting verse. I'm going to go look. Oh, this is Bildad. So what did Bildad uh, t- to, uh, uh, say to uh uh, 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 to Job, right? The first thing he did was when Job was speaking things, and when uh, and when God was saying stuff out there, he, he he says, "Well, how can you speak these things? And how long shall these words uh, come out of your mouth like a strong wind?" Now let's go forward. So Bildad's recommendation was number one. He goes, "Well, you know what? Uh, if you were pure and upright, surely now he would he would awake for you." Well, thank you much. We found out at the at the beginning. We found out at the beginning of the book, he was pure, he was upright, he was the most righteous man down to down here on earth. You know, I'm sorry, I don't have that quite yet, but anyway, and if you were pure and upright, well, he was. Surely now God would awake for you and make the habitation of thy righteousness prosperous, right? Because prosperity is the big key. And did you catch that in verse 6, the, con- the connection between prosperity and righteousness? Right? You know? Because it's like, wow, thank God that Shannon has uh, 60 million billion trillion dollars in his bank account because then we can trust him to come listen on this, this network, right? Right? And isn't the, doesn't the size of your wallet uh, or the size of your bank account or whatever else like that, you know? You know and they'll know we are Christians by our big fat wallet or a big fat purse. Doesn't say that. Okay? And it says, you know what? If you would do that, Okay, so there's a prosperity one, but I got a better one than that that comes. And how do we get back to, to this prosperity stuff? Get this. He tells Job in the, in, in, the, in the later verses, he tells him to get back to that old-time religion. Now, come on. Most of us, almost all of us know that song, 
you know, give me some of that old-time religion. And you know what? There's a lot of parts of that that are absolutely positively true. I'm for that. But, Bill Dad, I am not for your old-time religion where you go to your masters. Oh, they talk about the masters. They talk about the fathers. They talk about this. They talk about that. You know, all the stuff we, we see from all these religions and people, that stuff is older than the book of Job. Elvis, how do you know? Because they wrote a book about it, people. It was already there. And they wrote a book about it, so he, and, and it's in here. Older than the book of Job, and we read in the back, that's why God God summoned Eliphaz, and he says, he says, Eliphaz, you and your two friends, you get over here right now, and I'm going to deal with you and your folly. Okay? Check it out in the back, but it's also all the way through. Now, uh, let's go on. And so where is it? Where, where does it wait? Hold on. I don't want to math. There you go. Let's move on. And, uh, boy, chapter chapter 8 is so – but you see here, here we get prosperity, right? Here, if you go back to the old ways, the ancient way, Eastern religion, okay, people, look out for kundalini witchcraft. Look out for shapati yoga. Look out for – there's so much here. That, and if you don't know what that is, you need to go look at it. I will never forget the video where they showed a kundalini service and they, they showed the church service and the people were – it's side by side on the video and they were doing the same thing. Okay, I am not joking. This spirit is now, – now watch this. It goes all the way down. Now, if – and then Bildad says, well, Job, if you would just do all these things, right? If you would just do all these things here and he's you know accusing Job of all this stuff, talking through his hat, right? He says, where, where is it? Uh, all the way down to verse 21 in chapter 8. You'll want to highlight this because, you know, another sign of God being with you, and if you do all these things that I was just recommending to you, right, that on the surface they sound so great, but they're not. It says, verse 21, till he fill thy mouth with laughing and thy, and, and thy lips with rejoicing, Right? Okay, I'm all for laughing. I love to laugh. I love to rejoice. But you know what? Hey, I tell you what. He goes, you know, yeah, and when God's really with you, you're going you're gonna to have holy laughter. You're going to laugh holy. You go run the cross-reference on that. that. Job chapter 8, verse 21 again. And that's not the only thing. And everything that's said here in 21, if you go back to that, hey, you might be in the middle of it. You might love it. But I want you to go back and read all these things here and everything that's, you know, you might be practicing knowingly or unknowingly, right? Older than the book of Job, right? All came from Bildad. And remember, Bildad was one of the ones that God was going to blow away in the whirlwind at the end. Okay? So here you go. Let's just move on. So, I mean, really, people, it's over, and it's over, and it's over here. Let me check my notes. We got a lot of good little uh, good little interesting stuff. So we just did eight there. Now, let's just uh, – where are we at? Let's, let's, go to, let's go to chapter 11 now. I'm giving you samples, people. When you start going through what, uh, what these people say, okay, it links directly back in. And, and, and if you've been involved with this stuff or – Hey, familiar spirits, transfer of spirits, or whatever, or it's just what you were told. You know, if you start seeing it show up in Zophar's mouth or Bildad's mouth or Eliphaz's mouth, it's not some fresh thing. It was from, it's older than the book of Job. Okay? So let's move forward here. Okay. Now, we're in chapter 11 now, and this is Zophar, and it's his first speech. So notice here's their first speech. They all gave uh, a lot of speeches here. Like I said, they torment Job with miserable comfort for 27 chapters. And it says here, too, and here is Zophar. 
And so, uh, and here, and, and if we start like around, um, boy, I tell you what, you could start at three. There's just so much here. But you know what? Here, here it is in verse five. Now watch this. It says eleven five. It says, "But oh, that God would speak and open His lips against you." Okay, right? Verse six. Now watch this, and that He would show you the secrets of wisdom. Okay that they are double to that which is, right? And so what, and so, you know, and, and there, let, me, let me give you an example of where he's absolutely, where it's absolutely true. It's the second part of verse six that says, know therefore that God exacts of, of, of thee less than thy iniquity deserves. God gives us so much than we actually deserve because that, because our Father in heaven through his Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we don't get with, with uh, what we deserve and that is grace and mercy. Okay, the wages of sin are death. We all earn death through our sin, but we've received life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But you see, that's how it is. That's the true part. But right above this, where it always tries to slip in, and that God would show you the secrets of wisdom. Now, maybe you never heard, but to look at this here too, have you heard of Gnosticism? Okay, we explained Gnosticism and where it came from very plainly in our message, in our long-form message that we did, right? And what it does is it goes back into secret wisdom, secret knowledge, right? Uh, all this secret stuff, and it goes back to Gnosticism. Now, look at this. We see that Gnosticism is also older than the book of Job. You're going to hear me say that all day today, okay? It's older than the book of, book of Job, right? Gnosticism, but you still have it today. You've got the Gnostic Gospels, you know that you got the Gospel of Thomas. You've got the Gospel of Mary. Uh, you do have, actually, I think they are called the Gnostic Gospels, and that is a really twisted religion. The basic thing is this: is is that for the few enlightened ones, for the few enlightened ones, uh, God shares this wisdom here too. We can tell you about it, uh, but you got to be that way to to be enlightened. Now, any religion out there. Okay, you, you have the Jehovah's Witness that believe the 144,000, right? You know, those are the, those are the, whatever. Those are the only ones going to heaven. Okay, there's that whole thing. Can't stop there. Uh, but you have another movement on the 144,000 saints of God and who are they? And I believe, you know, one thing that it said here too, they have to be young Jewish virgin males. Okay, Bible says that clearly. Young, whatever, virgin males, and oh boy, have they gotten really creative, creative on that one. I mean, they left the ladies completely out of it. But anyway, so and they, yeah, anyway, and so that, that's another thing of chasing your tail on that one. But you've got Gnosticism and secret wisdom here, and so whenever you read Zophar, watch how he keeps sprinkling that in there. Through all of his speeches, he keeps coming, well, you know, well, you know, here's the secret stuff, right? And uh, a, a lot of stuff. There's a lot of little points here. I'm going forward. So, and, um, you know, and he's like, well, if you'd have this wisdom. Well, in verse 12, Job counters and tells him, uh, Job tells his friends, only God knows. Hey, why am I suffering right now? Why hasn't God told me? Why hasn't he pointed out my sin? Well, only God knows. Okay. Now, up till now, uh, we're we're now in, in chapter twelve here. You know his his three quote unquote friends. Okay, by the way, don't gather friends like this. But his friends have told him you've done something wrong. 
We don't know what it is, but you've done something wrong. And I want to tell you what, people, that's exactly how the devil talks. That's when he comes with his shame, his guilt, his condemnation and says, you're a bad person. And then you go, ugh, I'm a bad person. You start believing that, and that opens the door for depression, sadness, sorrow, and there you go. Right? Okay? The Holy Spirit, when this true spirit of conviction comes, the Holy Spirit will come and say, you did this. And when the Holy Spirit comes and says, you did this, then you know it. You're like, oh, boy. I mean, a lot of times it'll burn through a lot of denial. Some people have a layer of denial so thick that even when the Holy Spirit points it out to them, they just don't get it. But the Holy Spirit is specific and direct. Read through the Bible. That's why some of these chapters, God will start in the beginning. It'll go all the way to the end. It's like, Israel, you did this. Idolatry, Moloch. You know, Baal, all that. You did this. You worship this. This is why I'm angry. And again, none of Job's friends have that. But you know what? There are little there, there are little pieces of meat scattered around there. Now, it was always taught to me that, you know, there's a lot of fish out there in the world, fresh fish, saltwater fish. And you know what? You know, there, and there's some fish that has more bones than others. Hey, have you ever eaten a piece of fish? Right, eat a piece of halibut or eat a piece of something, and uh, what uh, trout, whatever, and, and there's all that bones inside of it. Right, some fish has more bones than others. Some fish is so bony, it's better you don't even eat it. There's stuff like that, like the bad carp. Now I have to watch how I preach that. In Germany, you can eat the carp. In America, there's like there's like one version of edible carp, but whatever. The, where the fish is too bony, it's better you just leave it. Okay, don't try to don't try to get a, a bunch of meat off a bony fish. So let's move forward. But that's him too. So <clears throat> excuse me. But they talk about that and that and where you find is we were at Job chapter eleven, I'm gonna say five and six, and just right there, and this is where you start seeing the Gnosticism come up, secret knowledge, God'll God would speak with you if you were good and everything. Let me tell you what, okay? Uh, no, no. Now let's move on. Now, there's some more here. Maybe I'll find some stuff here. Um, in Job 19, verse 2, uh, Job answers and says, How long will you vex my soul and break me in pieces with your words? And people, that is absolutely, positively what religious spirits do. And I don't care what religion it is, but that is what religious spirits will do. And especially the spirits and the demons, they will do. They will come and they will break you in pieces with words. A lot of times those words will just be in your head right, in your con uh, conscious and beating you to pieces, right? Verse 3 says, these 10 times you have reproached me, okay? You have reproached me 10 times, and we're only in chapter 19, and there's more if I would count, right? And it says, you know what? If I made a mistake, my mistake is with myself, and God should be doing that. But now look what they did. Verse 5, if indeed you will magnify yourselves, you got that? You will magnify yourselves against me. We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about th that tonight at uh, Tuesdays with Elvis. We're going to go into uh, Behemoth and Leviathan, right? Okay? And it says, here you go. And you, and you argue against me your reproach. And it's like, you know what? Know this. God overthrew me, and God caught me in his net for something, and I I'm crying out. I'm crying out just trying to figure out what's going on. Now, let's move forward. Here we are again 
in chapter 20 and highlight again because we see that Zophar is speaking here again. He's giving his second speech. People, I want to say it again. If you get the chance, go through the book of Job and just just highlight the first sentence or so where it says Job spoke, Elihu spoke, God spoke. Okay, then you always know and you can compare this. Now, this is important because a lot of times what happens knowingly or unknowingly, the devil is a trickster, right? The devil is a trickster. He likes, he, he loves to slip Job's friends into teachings. He loves to slip Job's friends into university, line of thoughts, theologies. You wonder why, you wonder why sometimes it's like, well, geez, why are the, why are the Catholics that way? And, oh, geez, why are the Baptists that way? Or, geez, and I, I, I just said those two. Okay. It's all of them. Okay, here we go. You you want it? This is why uh, uh, I grew up a Lutheran. I used to be in the far past a Lutheran. I grew up in that. So here we go. Oh well, geez, the Lutherans. Why are they doing that? You should hear me when I start preaching uh, preaching uh, Martin Luther. Lutherans start Lutherans today wonder who I'm talking about. But let's go forward. Chapter twenty, Job chapter twenty says Zophar answers right, and here we go. Now watch this too. And this is where things can get into trouble. It says, therefore, do my thoughts cause me to answer? And for this, I make haste. Now, people, aren't there verses in the Bible about speaking hastily with our mouth, letting, let, letting our thoughts just shoot out of our mouth, letting whatever is bouncing around inside of our hearts to come shooting out of our mouth? But here, Zophar says, well, my, my thoughts... My thoughts cause me to answer. I just got to answer, and I have to be quick about my answer. Red light. Okay, verse 3. I have heard the check of my reproach, and the spirit of my understanding causes me to causes me to answer. Now, I've highlighted that, okay? I've underlined that along with uh, this highlighting here, folks, right? Because from then on, you know that every word he speaks in the rest of chapter 20 comes from the spirit of his understanding, okay? And now here's the thing, too, and my thoughts are just causing me to, to think. I've got, this, I've got this thunderstorm in my brain. I've got all these thoughts. I've got mind racing. I've got all this. You, you've, you've checked my reproach, right? And now my spirit of my understanding has to speak. And people, this is where you start getting into this stuff. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you're talking there suddenly, and then suddenly somebody gets an impression. Well, I've got an impression here too. Blah, 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 okay, and you know maybe there's some that really cause you to to think, and you look at it. But more more often than not, you're standing there going, "Where in the planet did this come from?" And I know, hey, there is the work of the Holy Spirit. There's all that other stuff out there. But when we start getting into the spirit of our own understanding, right? This is where, and, and we, and especially this, if you if you've got to blurt out your impression. If you just got to get it out there, if you just got to go and speak on that thing or whatever, you're looking towards a red, red light there too because 99 times out of 100, it's going to be a false, false impression, okay? I've seen so many impressions and then, you know, and, and people, let me tell you something. Not everything goes through our heart is from Jesus. Not everything that goes through our mind is, is from Jesus. Not everything in the spirit of our understanding is, is from Jesus. This is why he said, "My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your heart. Uh, are not your thoughts." Okay, the heart is deceitful above all things. The Bible says, "People, this is why we have to look at stuff. 
There are times where God tells me things about people too, but you know what? I have learned over time, you got to go pray about that first. Ask God for confirmation. Pray about that first. Set up the timing to talk. Okay, but he had to go rush and talk it. And you know what? He goes right down. I'm not going to waste your time as as good Christians going reading through chapter 20. You know what? You should, because if you agree with something in chapter 20, you know where the devil's put a hook through your nose. Right here at the end, end of chapter 20 in my Bible, right? And, uh, and, and the last verse, 29, I, I wrote wrong. W-R-O-N-G. Wrong. Right? So here you go. And then, and you know why it's wrong? Because Job answers so far in chapter 21, right? And, and 21 verse 3, and Job said, they, they talk about it here. Job shows where Zophar is wrong all the way down there. Maybe it is good to read chapter 20, then take a bath in chapter 21, folks. And in verse 3, it says, suffer me that I may speak. Can you allow me to speak now? And after that, and after I've spoken, mock me. And you know what? There's people out there, too. It's like they don't wait for you to speak. They want to sit there and talk over you, interrupt you, talk at the same time because they don't want to hear. So here we go. And I got to watch it because I really, I've been over this so many times. I get stirred up because good Christians like you get deceived by this garbage because when you've got a religious spirit pumping that behind it or other religion spirit or an instead of Christ spirit, otherwise known as the antichrist spirit, pumping that it's very it's very it's it's very powerful we're going to share more oh man uh let me let me show you quick i got to show you here's how you know when there's a religious spirit speaking right you're going along doing the best you can do all of a sudden somebody gets up there and, and they're oh my lord they are jesus christ superstar right they are jesus christ superstar i mean they're quoting every verse out out of the out of the musical called hair anyway let's go catch that if you can Chap Job chapter thirteen, right? And it says, and then and Job answers. He's answering back in verse two and says, "Well, what you know, the same do I know." And you know, he's like, "Well, what you know, the same I know also." And I am not inferior to to you. And that's a big red flag, right? Okay, they're talking, and all of a sudden you feel guilty, ashamed, inferior, worthless. And I had to learn this one the hard way. You can you can kid a kidder, but you can't fool the you can't snow the snowman people. I was through this so many times, and I would hear these people, and they would pontificate and everything else like that, and I felt so inferior. I felt so stupid. It's like it just came over me. Okay, and finally, thanks for reading this and other stuff too. I realized, aha, I know what that is. Verse 4, verse 4, but you are all forgers of lies. You got that? Already in verse 13. Why don't we listen to these people? You're forgers of lies. You know what? You're all, you, you know, I, I love this. You are physicians of no value. Hello. You get that? This is why this is why we went through this, and this is why we're doing it. People, we want you to have the truth, and I don't like people being hoodwinked, if you could tell. Right now, here's the thing, and so long story short, now, uh, I, I've said this a million times. You know, we talked about the fish example earlier, where there's, there's too many bones in the fish. Well, you know, there's a lot of there, there's stuff out there too where it, you know it's like rat poison, and rat poison is ninety to ninety five percent good food. 
right? It's just that it's just that five to ten percent of rat poison that's going to kill you. It's either going to kill you quick, or it's going to kill. It's 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 going to bring death and destruction to you slowly or quickly, right? But we, in the wisdom of our own minds, we tell ourselves, "Well, you know what? I'm going to pour the the rat table out, uh, rat poison out on the kitchen table, and I'm just going to pick out all the little good food pieces." Hey, here's some knowledge from above. How about we don't even mess with the rat poison anyway if we're all the way up to, to 10% poison and 90% of what looks good food? And I promise you, Job's friends here, they didn't reach the 90% good food thing. But there's just enough of that good food in there. You know, hey, maybe it's some fruit out of the Garden of Eden, right? And let's ask Eve about that. You know, there's stuff out there. Well, it looks good. It's going to make me wise. It's going to do this. It's going to make me all spiritual. And what happened? Yeah, they died, right? Yeah, they had good food, too. They tried eating the good food, too, in the garden. And what, what was that percentage? They had the whole garden. They had all those trees. They, there was just one tree they couldn't eat from, right? And that's the one that got them their people. So don't think you're above this. I don't even think I'm above this, right? And so here we go. And if you read on uh, chapter 13, more Bible verses that are throughout the rest of the Bible here too, right? And so you see a lot of this stuff. I wanted to share Job chapter 13 because of the guilt, right? The thing where you feel inferior, like a failure, right? Everything else. And all that happened is that a, a wicked spirit is trying to pump lies on top of you. Let's run quickly here, real quick. Let's go to let's go back to uh, Job chapter 19. I always turn these around, but Job chapter 19. Here you go again. It's all the way through. It's not one verse that we're cherry picking out of this, people. Job chapter 19. If I could find that myself, Job chapter 19. Uh, oh, we already did that one. Praise God. I'm actually finally doing things in order here, too. So we were there. Now, let's go to Job 21.3. Okay, that was the mockery. That's another one, too. Mockery, where Job finally said, you know what? You're going to try to make me feel inferior. You're going to mock me. You're going to come with all your, your big religion. You're chief in the ways of God, and you're doing all this garbage. So watch out for that, because a lot of good men and women get crippled by that people. Here you go. Now, we got Eliphaz the Temanite, and he's answering, too. And here's the one. In chapter 22, he starts off in verse 5. He's like, well, Job, if you would have done more good works, if you would have done this and this and this and this, you would have been okay. And in verse 10, it says, well, he gives him a whole list here of things that, he, that Job hasn't done. Number one, buddy, how does he know that Job didn't do that? He's the one who had to come to him. He didn't have a clue what's going on. Okay? And, you know, if Job was as bad as Eliphaz said about him here too, how could God call him the most righteous man on earth and thoughtful man? But they go through a whole list, and finally in verse 10, that's when he says, well, therefore snares are round about you, and sudden fear troubles you. Right? You're not doing good works. You're not doing the good works. You're not doing the religious stuff. You know, you're not doing all, all, all this other, other stuff like that. That's why these snares are round about you. And were they? No. It was a, well, that's why we have the beginning of the book of Job. It was a contest. It was something between God and Satan, and God knew that Job would win on that one. So let's move. Wow. And so anyway, mockery, 2310. Uh, where, where am I at? I'm at 22. And uh, there you go. Yep, all the good works. I, I just, people, really, 
Go through it and free yourselves from this here too. All the religious works you're supposed to do. Right? And then he said it there. Well, this is why you have problems. Another constant theme too that Job's three friends through the book of Job give. Another thing too is if you're, if you're a believer, you can't have problems. If you have problems, you must not be a believer or you're doing something wrong. And we know from the beginning of the book and the end of the book, that's not the case. That's not the case. So people, we don't want Job's friends doing this to us. Okay. How about this one? Let's not be Job's friends, friends to other people either. Okay. Good idea. Okay. Clap your hands. Hut. Go forward. Now, another thing that goes on, if you go all the way down, if you look in verse 23, if, if you return to the Almighty, then you shall be, be, be built up. You shall put away iniquity from far from thy tabernacles. Okay. Now, verse 24. Then shall your gold, then shall you lay up gold as dust. And the gold of Ophir and the stones of the things. Well, who doesn't want to have gold laid up as dust for you? And then somebody comes and says, for only $29.95, I'm going to sell this to you, and you're going to be laying up gold as dust if you do it this way. Verse 25, yea, the Almighty shall be, the Almighty shall be thy defense, and you shall have plenty of silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think there's one on there on paying your vows. I've got all these things un- un- underlined here. Oh, get ready because because another one is coming. I mean, I mean, Eliphaz really blew it here, right? And see what he comes. He says, "Well, you know what? You know, not knowing what the problem was, speaking completely false." He says, "Well, you know what? If you do these things, right? If you do all these, if you do all these good works, then you won't have these snares. Gold is going to build up like dust, and you're going to have plenty of silver. And you hear this a lot. That teaching is as old. That 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 teaching is 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 older than the Book of Job, but sold as fresh today. And they go after the, the whole get rich and the seed faith thing. Okay, and if you think I'm attacking you and whatever, then go back and read the Bible, please. Read the Book of Job, please, please. Right, please don't whine and cry about me, please. Right, look at this, it's in there, it wasn't fresh, you've been hoodwinked, it's older than the book of Job. And if Eliphaz, if when you research them more, come on, people, I spent over two hours talking about this and pointing, pointing it out too. Right, do you know who the Virgin Sophia is? Check the message out. Not the not the Virgin Maria, the Virgin Sophia. So anyway, it's the get rich, seed faith. If you do all this stuff here, well, then your gold would come back. Okay? It's another lie. Now, here we go. Now, now it, here you go. Right? Now, look at this here, too. If you shall make thy prayer to him, and he shall hear thee, and you shall pay thy vows. Right? Right? Plant that seed. Verse 28. Then you shall also, you shall also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Okay, look at that little that first half of that verse there. When I preached that, our chat room exploded because everybody saw that right away for what it was. If you name it, you can claim it. If you believe it, you can receive it. If you can blab it, you can grab it. Then you shall do, you can say anything you want, and it shall be established unto you. Wow. And people get caught in that, and people get really disappointed pointed in that, and hurt in that. Well, Elvis, how do we know that's wrong? How do we know that's wrong? 
because we have the first of the book telling us there too what's really going on, and we have the end of the book where God shows up in a, in a whirlwind, it says, tornado, God shows up in a whirlwind and wants to kill these guys, deal with them according to their folly. Okay? Yeah, that triggered God. So anyway, just saying, it's right here, older than the book of Job. Some people are still going to do it. You know what? There you go. Just say it. Oh, but there's all these testimonies. There always are. There always are. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. And so what happens here, too, and I want to show this, show this as well, is uh, when Job, in Job 23, he starts talking about, you know, I, 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 I'm trying my best. I don't know why God's doing this. I don't know what's up. And it says, you know, uh, God's doing all these things to me here, but I'm going through all this. Why are the wicked rewarded? Why does it seem that, you know, why, why does God seem indifferent to the wicked, right? We, we cry out. We cry out. We get wounded. We, we have stuff happening to us. Not good stuff happens to us, but how, how, why is it looking like the wicked are rewarded, right? Why, why does that happen? Right? And, they're go and so they go through this here too. Go, go look through where Job, uh, where Job was talking. You know, you might hear yourself. And I don't mean that mean. We hear stuff and we go, oh, okay, okay. And this isn't answered until like verse 38, 39, uh, as we go forward. Uh, please excuse me. As we go forward. Okay. Now, I think one of the last responses we have here is in verse is in chapter 25. It's Bildad's third speech. Okay? And the thing is is if you notice, this will be a fun thing you can do too when you do a Bible study, folks, is you'll notice that at the beginning of the book of the Job, their speeches are long. They're long. But as time goes on and Job answers, and as time goes on, their speeches keep getting shorter and shorter. Job, Job, Job chapter 25 is Bildad, and he speaks six verses, right? And it's not that much. And so anyway, but then Job talks, and, uh, you know, and Job talks, and God deals with him. God deals with that on that there, too. Um, and, and that's just it, just looking at time here. And so, but if you see that, so that's where I want to encourage you to just to go through those. Mark the places, who's speaking at the beginning of the chapter, and then, and then check that out. And you've got to know that, that those three friends of Job, they came and there was a lot of Eastern religion, other religion, mystic religion, uh, Gnosticism. That wasn't just around uh, in, in, in uh, the time of Jesus. That was even way before people. Okay, I'm going to say it this way. Older than the book of Job, and it came out of a lot of Eastern mysticism, right? A lot of Eastern mysticism and everything. And uh, yeah, go look up. Just, 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 just go do a search on uh, the Virgin Sophia. You're going to meet somebody interesting there. But she was borrowed too, and they turned her into the Virgin Maria. Wow. Okay, we've shared that. We're going to share some more interesting stuff tonight. Tonight at 2 o'clock Eastern Time on the Elvis Newhart Network. Please, you're invited to stop by listen to it. You like it, you take it. You don't, okay. We'll see you on Omega Man again sometime. You're more than welcome. I want to show this here too. Uh, the Bible is full of incredible things. Uh, we've learned so much here too. We, we, we went through, you know, there's all the cool places at the end of Job where God says, well, can you do this or you do this? And it took thousands of years for mankind and science to find out how it worked. 
And that's the funny part. So anyway, don't believe when they say, oh, the Bible's just a book of fairy tales. There's no basis in reality. Hey, reality is still waiting for science to, science to show up. And uh, it's wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. Another thing, too, is just this last Sunday, we had a, a, a whole message on God's restoration, right? Restoration is on God's agenda. God wants to to restore us, not destroy us. God wanted, wanted us to, to reconcile us to him through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus did. And the Bible is full of restoration. Because remember, Job also went, went through restoration when he did what God said at the end. And that's all out there. I don't want to rob that from you. It's a wonderful study. So, Father in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, open our eyes, Father. Lord, I pray you give people, just stir up their gift of discernment, Father, especially when they look at the Bible, when they're reading God's word. And I pray, Lord, that God's word would jump up off the page and grab the people by the collar, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, and help them and show them. Father, for the people that are going to go back and look through Job and everything, open their eyes and reveal the treasures, Father, in Jesus' name. There is exposure of the, of the stuff that's not right. The, the light comes on, you know, discernment comes on with the right stuff that's there and all the great stuff that, that God has done. And so we thank you, Jesus, in Jesus' name. We break off all deception, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray for clear minds, clear spirits, Father. And we just rebuke everything that, that the devil's trying to do to God's word and to God's people. Lord, and just the spreading of the gospel, Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. Amen and amen. Elvis, what a great teaching today. Uh, folks, you're just joining us. We'll have this up in the archive in a bit. And again, join Brother Elvis later today for more. Uh, Elvis, what shall we title this broadcast for the archive? Let's call it this way. Uh, can we say things that are older than the book of Job? Awesome. I'm writing it down. Things that are older than the book of Job. Okay, fantastic. Right. Brother Elvis, also, how do people make contact with you and support your ministry? Wow. Well, one of the great places for all that information is to listen, is come on by and take a little visit. We've got close to 500 recorded messages, a lot of that, hours and hours of uh, teaching and deliverance right there on the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube, uh, also on rumble.com, ENN. And uh, so you can that's the best way to check us out. So if you'd like to contact us, we also have a Telegram group at, at Elvis Newhart Network, all the words together, and that's on Telegram. We're, uh, we're on that. And also, if you'd like to write me directly, write me at ElvisHCD at AOL.com. And all this message is on our uh, on on every message that we do too, including deliverance. We we pray, you know, ninety nine percent of our messages there, there will be some prayer in the end. So that'd be the best pl place to bump into us. Fantastic, my friend. Uh, get me your next date. Looking forward to being with you again soon. Love you and appreciate you. Yes, and we'll see you next time. Shannon, thank you very much for having me here. Thank you, Elvis. God bless you. Folks, stay tuned. We're going to go to our next program. Coming up next, Betsy Pelletieri. And what I do between each program is I save it. So Mick Silar will go off air, but then just reset because it will be right back on. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 